Blog Talk Radio. Praise God. This is Pastor Montezo Jones. Are you ready for me to go? I was waiting for some announcements there. Are you ready for me to go? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, Praise we are, Pastor. I apologize. We wanted to apologize Amen. for that technical It's all right. We're ready. We're ready. Amen. God is good. Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, and we glorify you, and we magnify you. You are so great. You are so mighty, and you are so awesome, Father God. And so, Lord, now as we are preparing to go into this time of sharing, as we're preparing, God, to speak life to the people of God all over, those who are joining us on the blog, talk, radio, Purpose Kingdom Network, Lord, and those who will join us otherwise on Facebook, Lord, just allow us to speak a word tonight, allow us to be a blessing tonight, and uh, I believe, God, that we're going to leave this experience better because we have been in your presence. So, Father, we thank you, and we honor you, and we commit this time to you. Amen and amen. Praise God. I want to thank God for Pastor Ty Daly and the Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, for featuring me every month, allowing me to share a word from the Lord. Uh, God bless you, and thank you for this ministry opportunity. Brothers and sisters, today is World Mental Health Day. And I don't know about you, uh, but uh, I need God to speak to me and enlighten me tonight. And uh, we are all dealing um, with our own personal health and mental health and mental um, stability and trying to weather uh, the challenges, the storms and the challenges that we're facing in these days and times. And so tonight, I believe God has given me some information. I've done some studying and preparation. So I believe that it will be impactful tonight and we will leave this experience having learned just a little more. All right? And so as we go into this, I want to begin by just sharing um, some quotes and some facts that I have gathered, and then we'll see where the Lord will take us. Amen. Amen. So Stephen B. Thomas, in their article, The Burden of Race and History on Black People's Health, 400 Years After Jamestown, said, unfortunately, the black church struggles with the stigma of mental illness. This struggle comes from the African-American community and long-held misconceptions of mental illness. While this is a health concern, it is rooted in injustice, mistreatment, and discrimination. 
Communities lacking trust in healthcare institutions in general are unlikely to see. The African-American community currently must deal with the factors that impact their mental health. Factors like racism, classism, injustice, and health disparities. And even those of us who live in the great city of Coatesville and even around the country, I had a conversation today of, of many health institutions that are closing down because of the economy. Wow. These factors exacerbate their mental health needs. Due to these dynamics, African-American adults are 20% more likely to experience mental health problems. As Thomas A. Vance notes uh, in an article addressing mental health in the black community, disturbingly, Vance reports that additionally, black emerging adults ages 18 through 25 also experience higher rates of mental health problems and lower rates of mental health service utilization compared to white emerging adults and black adults. Wow. The historical record of mistreatment, discrimination, and lack of treatment has contributed to the perspective the black church has towards mental illness. The black church struggles, the black church struggles with the stigma of mental illness. Due to past, present experiences with institutional to collaborate with mental health agencies. However, the black church is positioned to be a pivotal uh, partner in supporting mental wellness in the African-American community. This involves, brothers and sisters, more than prayer. I know you all are shocked to hear a pastor say that. But, yes, this involves more than prayer. While prayer is essential and prayer is helpful, the church will have to become advocates for mental wellness. Those who are faithful should also feel confident that the church cares about their mental health enough to provide resources that are needed. Along with being spiritual advocates for mental wellness, the church can be helpful by normalizing mental illness through promoting mental wellness. Victor Armstrong, in his article, The Role of the Church in Improving uh, Mental Wellness in the African-American uh, Community, is a proponent uh, of using the term wellness instead of illness, mental wellness instead of illness. This term places the focus on prevention instead of deficiency, framing conversations on mental health through the lens of deficiency or mental defects 
contributes to the longstanding stigma in the African-American community. So using wellness in the conversation about mental health shapes the narrative around this sensitive conversation. All right? So we're not going to continuously speak mental illness. We're going to change our, our verbiage there, and we're going to say mental wellness. We're going to focus on our mental wellness. I believe that is prophetic. I believe that is anointed talk. I believe that's how Christians and believers ought to be speaking, all right? So instead of saying mental illness, we're going to say mental wellness. So what can churches do to normalize mental wellness by connecting with mental health professionals, sponsoring mental wellness workshops, and by establishing mental health support groups? For congregations that are able, having a mental health professional on staff shows that the church really care. Congregations that make mental health reading material and resources available, what does that do? It cracks the door open. It cracks the door open for individuals suffering from mental illness. All right? So, so, so in this current atmosphere, uh, precipitated by the pandemic. People are, are struggling. People are struggling. I know some of you that are watching, you're struggling. And if I be honest, I'm struggling too. We're struggling. Our brothers and sisters in our congregations are struggling. We might as well tell the truth and be honest about it, right? We are struggling. My God. Struggling some with the loss of jobs. Changes in home and changes in life and and changes in life's routine. Many of us are dealing with disruption. Many of us have challenges. Young people have challenges even in school. These factors alone have uh, contributed to the rise of mental health challenges, including but not limited to depression and anxiety, anxiety, all right? So to further normalize mental wellness, we got to do more preaching of sermon series on, on mental health. And when we do that, it becomes, it, it is rather beneficial to the body of Christ. These efforts will show that the gospel of Jesus Christ not only meets the, and the emotional needs, but the gospel of Jesus Christ meets the psychological needs as well. You know, you got to be careful when you're going through depression, when you're going through change, when you're going through hard times. You got to be careful and you got to catch yourself. You got to be careful that you don't tune out from the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you don't tune out from the word of God. That's a trick of the enemy. That's what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to go deaf to the gospel of Jesus Christ, where your life is, where your health is, where your strength is, where your mental wellness goes to the next level. All right? So the gospel of Jesus Christ must be proclaimed in this season and in these times. If ever before, we need the word of God to deal with our mental wellness, all right? 
for, for our, even for our psychological purposes. Mental health awareness can be a year-round conversation. When this happens, it opens doors in sacred spaces, and it invites individuals who may feel left out or are responding and, and, and sending word back to me, saying, Pastor, we feel left out. I haven't been to church. I'm going through things. I'm struggling, and I feel left out. I feel outside of our congregation. I feel forgotten about. My God. So I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will touch that heart right now and allow them to realize that, no, they are not forgotten by you and they're not forgotten by their church family. And, Lord, we pray for us as a church community. Lord, allow us to be more sensitive. Allow us to be more aware of those who are suffering, who are going through, who are battling right now for their own mental stability. Lord, help us as a church to be more like you, to be more, uh, uh, more focused on the needs of one another. All right? So, Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Did you pray that prayer with me? Oh, I felt like we needed to pray that prayer because a lot of people are feeling left out. A lot of people are feeling forgotten about. It is real, and we have to call it out, and we have to say something about it. It is real. People are feeling left out. People are, I haven't been around, people ain't thinking about me, the church is rolling on, and I am suffering. I am sorry that you feel that way. I am, and I repent on behalf of the church. If you are feeling that, please forgive us and bring it to our attention that we might partner with you and be a blessing to you and you be a blessing to us as we uplift each other because we're all going through one way or another. So mental health and mental illness are not the same thing. According to the Center for Disease Control or the CDC, mental illness refers to conditions that affect a person's thinking, a person's feeling, a person's mood or behavior. These can include but aren't limited to depression, anxiety, polar, or schizophrenia. Mental health reflects our emotional, psychological, and social well-being, all three. I'm going to say that again. Mental health reflects our emotional, psychological, and social well-being, affecting how we think, affecting how we feel, and affecting how we act. Yes, yes, it affects how we think, how we feel, and how we do. Health has a strong impact on the way we interact with others, how we handle our problems, and how we make decisions. That is huge, y'all. That is huge because many people are going through and they're not handling their problems in a way um, that is affirming, in a way that is productive, in a way that will set them on a positive course. 
This is why we have to touch base. This is why we have to touch in, and this is why we have to touch each other emotionally and spiritually. The World Health Organization reports that mental, neurological, and substance use disorders make up 10% of the global burden of disease and 30% of non-fatal disease burden. Now stay with me because I'm about to give you a few scriptures in just a moment. In addition, the World Health Organization points out that some 800,000 individuals, my God, die by suicide each year. I'm going to say that again. 800,000 individuals die by suicide each year. About 20% of the world's children and adolescents have a mental disorder and depression affects about 264 million people worldwide. Now, just think about your community. Think about your circle. Think about your family and those who live near you. How many people right in our circle have committed suicide in the last five to six months? More than I want to think about, more than I really want to talk about, but it is true. I know it's true. It is happening, and it's real. And there are people that are singing in the choir on Sunday, suicidal. There are people sitting in your pews, suicidal. This is why the church has to talk about it. This is why we have to address it, and we have to let the enemy know that the gospel of Jesus Christ will minister even in depression, even in moments of mental uh, stress, okay? Mental, uh, mental illness doesn't always indicate ongoing illness. Mental illness doesn't always indicate ongoing illness. Palmer explains, for example, if someone has the flu, we shouldn't say they are currently physically healthy, or we wouldn't say, rather, that they are currently physically healthy. Instead, we might say that they are sick. Similarly, people can have a temporary bout of mental illness, like depression after a divorce. It's real, okay? So despite the global rates of mental illness, many still don't understand what mental illness or, or, or mental health means. So what? Education is vital. Knowledge, conversation is vital. Dr. Christopher Palmer says, the thing with all mental health disorders is that none of them define the entire person. I'm going to say that again. The thing with all mental health disorders is that none of them define the entire person. Although their symptoms might impair their ability to do things others are able to do, they still have areas of strength and competence. Whenever we talk about health versus illness, it's always, in, it's always important to remember this. You're not defined by the symptoms. 
that you're experiencing. You're not defined. You still have much to contribute. You are still valuable, and that's why you have to live through this. That's why we have to talk about this and address this because you have much to give. You have much to contribute, and there's lots of love for you and from you that needs to be shared and experienced. So poor mental health literacy also contributes to the problem of mental health stigma. Those who do not understand mental health or mental illness often hold negative and harmful attitudes toward those with psychiatric issues. Yes, stop having attitudes, stop having negative attitudes and negative responses to people who are having or dealing with psychiatric issues. They need your patience. We, we need your patience. We need your love. We need your affirmation. We need your understanding. And we need your presence and your prayers and your support. These attitudes lead to shame, to anger, and to feelings of worthlessness. That's why people are suicidal, because they're dealing with shame. They're dealing with anger, and they're dealing with feelings of worthlessness. You need to check yourself. You need to check out. Just just do a good check to see if you are contributing to someone else's shame. Are you contributing to someone else's shame? Are you contributing to someone else's anger? Are you contributing to uh, someone else's feeling of worthlessness. Because if you are contributing to those things, you may also be ushering them down a dark suicide and other experiences as a result of psychiatric issues. So check that. Check that. Do that work because we want them to live. We want them to survive. I want to live. Don't you? You want to live. You want to survive. I want my family members and church members and community members to live, to survive, and to thrive. So I must be careful of what I contribute to in terms of their psychiatric wellness. In many cases, social stigma prevents individuals from seeking help, professional help. Self-stigma can affect individuals who have mental health issues but do not fully understand the concepts of mental health and mental illness. They may blame themselves for their conditions. Self-stigma can make conditions worse. Self-stigma can make conditions worse. All right? There's a CBS News poll that was conducted in the fall of 2019 uh, that detailed American attitudes and awareness of mental health issues. Almost 90% of respondents said there is some stigma and there's some discrimination associated with mental illness in our society. Oh, it's true. More than 30% stated that discrimination and, 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 and stigma, I said that, uh, associated with mental uh, 10 years. 
However, about 30% said that the situation remains unchanged. So most of the poll respondents said they had some understanding of conditions such as anxiety or depression and PTSD. Many said that they know someone who had been diagnosed with a psychiatric condition. The poll found that most Americans considered mental illness a serious issue. I'm almost to those scriptures. I'm almost to those scriptures. Now, what does the Bible say about mental health? What does the Bible say about mental health? The Bible does not explicitly speak on the topic of mental health. However, it does have a lot to say about the heart and the mind and spiritual brokenness and the condition of the soul. So mental health is important as it affects the whole being. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Genesis 3 lets us know that the world is in a fallen state. Sin separates us from God, according to Isaiah 59 and 2. It corrupts uh, creation as it groans for freedom from its state of decay, according to Romans 8 and 21. So the fall of mankind has had physical ramifications for the body and spiritual effects on the soul. The Bible has many passages that speak indirectly of mental health. Uh, Romans 12 and 2 says, the Lord is the one who renews the mind. The Lord is the one. That's why we need the Lord. That's why we need to tap in. That's why we need to be praying and fasting and getting in the word and listening to scripture and having these types of conversations. The Lord is the one who renews the mind. And guess what Psalm 23 and 3 says, and the Lord is the one who restores the soul. God has given his children uh, a spirit, not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Lord, we need your spirit. Lord, we need your spirit. We need your spirit in our homes. We need your spirit in our mentality. Lord, fill us with your spirit. My God, that's according to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. John 14 says, we have Jesus' promise of peace. And Matthew 11 and 28 lets us know that we have Jesus' promise of rest. And, of course, there are many, many scriptural injunctions to fear not, fear not, and, and, and to bring our anxieties to God. That's found in Isaiah 41 and 10, in Matthew 6 and 34, and Philippians 4 and 6, and 1 Peter 5 and 7. So mental health is linked to the health of both the body and the spirit. We have a biblical example in Elijah. Elijah, whose mental health suffered during his conflict with Queen Jezebel. Elijah fled the country to a place by himself where he wished to die. That was in 1 Kings 19 and 4. And God dealt with Elijah's physical needs first. God 
fed him and then gave him time to sleep. God knew that Elijah's journey was too much. Have you ever said this is too much? God knew that Elijah's journey was too much for him in his current state. And his, Elijah had rested and recharged physically. God gave him encouragement. God gave him a new purpose, and God also gave him an assistant to help him. That's what God is going to do for you. I know you're in a battle. I know you're struggling. I know you're saying this is too much, but I need you to hold on. I need you to tap into God. I need you to tap into prayer. I need you to tap into Scripture and call those Scriptures out of your mouth and confess those Scriptures and let God give you some rest. And let God recharge you, because when you do that, God will give you encouragement. God will give you a new purpose. All is not lost. I know that's what the enemy is saying. I know that's what's speaking loud right now. But I come to tell you that all is not lost. God will give you new purpose, and you will soar like an eagle. i got to wrap up because my time is winding down. Jonah is an example of someone whose mental health was tied to bad choices he made. Jonah wished for death after God spared Nineveh in Jonah 4 and 3, a, a desire quite indicative of a depressive state leading up to that was Jonah's rebellion against God. He had directly disobeyed the Lord's command in Jonah 1, 1 through 3. But even after God came back in line, his heart was not in tune with God's desires. Oh, some of us are going through that too. So rather, rather than marvel at God's mercy, and praising God for his grace, Jonah wished to die. We can relate to that, right? We can relate to that. But getting realigned with God was the only way Jonah's depression could ever end. I'm going to say it again. Getting realigned with God was the only way Jonah's depression could ever end. In some cases, Outside spiritual forces have a direct effect on mental health. There was King Saul. King Saul suffered distress as a result of an evil spirit tormenting him in 1 Samuel 16 and 14. He only found relief when David played the lyre or the harp for him. And the Bible says in verse 23 in 1 Samuel 16, the spirit from God came on Saul. Another example of demon-related mental illness is the man from um, Genesaris who lived naked among the tombs and constantly cried out and cut himself in Mark 5. After Jesus cast the demons out of him, the man was in his right mind according to verse 15 of Mark chapter 5. The spiritual battle had been won, and the man's mental health was restored. Now, I'm not saying that every situation is demonic. 
because the church is good for that. The church is good for making everything you go through demonic. Some of the things you're going through is a direct result of your choices. Some of the things that you're going through are just life happening. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to all of us. And then, yes, there are times when our mental battle is demonic, you know, uh, by nature. The Bible gives some guidelines on attaining and retaining good mental health. We have a description of the healthy thought life in Philippians 4 and 8. We have Jesus' example of taking breaks from the busyness of life to focus on spiritual matters in Luke 5 and 16. And he called his disciples to do the same thing in Mark 6 and 31. We have Paul's acknowledgement that physical exercise is profitable. 1 Timothy 4 and 8, physical exercise is good for you. It is profitable. Self-care, both physical and spiritual, is a necessity. Psalm 34 and 18 says, God is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. He works all things together for the good of his children. Romans 8 and 28. The testing of faith produces endurance and maturity. James 1, 2 through 4. Mental health struggles, while they are difficult, are not pointless. The Bible clearly shows how God can and does use them for his glory. So I want to say to you tonight, as we have observed all day, all day long, World Mental Health Day, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for your mental wellness, your mental wellness. You are going to fare well. You are going to thrive if you do what these scriptures that I share tonight, if you apply them to your life, apply them, apply them to your journey, God will bring you through this. God will lift that burden off of you, and God will allow you to see hope in your situation. Hope thou in God. You know, my absolute favorite scripture, and I got to close. I forgot. I'm on the radio. Praise God. My absolute favorite scripture is Psalm 43 and 5. Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. I will yet praise him. David said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Yet praise him. I will praise him. I will yet praise him. I have a yet praise. I have a right now praise. God is delivering me. God is making a way for me. God is healing me. Everywhere I hurt, God is healing me. I receive that healing. I speak that healing over my heart, over my thoughts, over my mind, over my emotions. I speak healing. I speak healing. I will not quit. I will not faint. I will not throw in the towel. I will not give up because God is not through with me yet. You have purpose. You have value. You have gifts. You have power. You have anointing. You have things to do. You have places to go. You have lives to touch. You have people to impact. It's not over yet. Hold on. 
worship your God. Take some time to rest. Take some time to minister to yourself. Take some time to treat yourself well. Don't allow the negatives of life to treat you more than you treat yourself. Bless yourself as you bless God. When you bless you, you're blessing God. I know the scripture says the least that you do to these others, God said you do unto me. But guess what? The things how you bless yourself, not in a selfish way, but in a health way, a health conscious way, a spiritually conscious way, as you build yourself up, you are blessing God because the stronger you are, the more worshipful you'll be. The stronger you are, the, the more evangelistic you'll be. The stronger you are, the more you'll tell others of the goodness of the Lord. The stronger and the more healthy you are, the more love you'll share with your family and your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers. And as you give love, you'll find love coming back to you. So take care. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental wellness. Take care of your spirit. Take care of your thoughts. Take care of your emotions. Take care of them. Don't allow them to just be impacted. Don't just allow them to be uh, controlled by outside and other influence. No, do some good work for yourself. Bless yourself. Love yourself. Honor yourself. Love thyself as you love your neighbor. Love yourself as you love your neighbor. God, I thank you tonight for those who have joined this broadcast. I thank you for the demon of suicide has been canceled. The burden of giving up has been lifted, and we have spoken life and we speak life, and we receive life, and we receive purpose, and we're going to go forward tonight, and we're going to get up in the morning, and we're going to chase after the best that you have for us. Father, we thank you, and we bless you, and we honor you for your most holy word on this World Mental Health Day. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Pastor Ty Daly, we're back in your hands tonight. Praise God. Praise <clears throat> God. All right, all right. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jones, for just, you know, letting everybody be aware of uh, mental illness, which is a serious issue. Yeah. And um, we just, uh, you know, praise God that have found a way and that have, you know, made it whereas though uh, some may uh, lack the needs of our community, but, you know, mm-hmm. we praise God that, you know, we will step forward and make sure that, you know, we take care of one another, you know, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, yes I am. So we have to make sure that yes. we don't let those that are suffering fall by the wayside. Yes. All right, with that being said, I'm going to quickly do the announcements, and then um, I'm going to turn the program back over to Pastor Jones so he can close this out. Okay, this is the Product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Uh, we appreciate your listenership and your support, and we also thank those that share with your friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live broadcast, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091, and you can press the number 1, and we can get you in to talk to our host. All right, and uh, also on that same website at 
blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom, you can hear uh, some of our past shows. Uh, all you have to do is type in the show name or the host name. You can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. And uh, once again, we thank those that share with their friends and family members. Also, we invite you to like us on uh, Facebook at Purpose Kingdom. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And uh, from time to time, we do make uh, announcements. Okay, and uh, also, if you want to email us, you can email us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. Uh, we just uh, simply just say hello or sort of pra- uh, praise report. We gladly honor that. Um, and also, um, we do have a radio network, which is uh, PKN.com. Once again, we have a radio network, which is PKN.com. Uh, you can listen. You can go there. You can listen to 24 hours of musical inspiration. And uh, from there, you know, just uh, make sure you share with your friends and family member, family members. All right. And uh, well, God's one God's blessing. We hope uh, you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour with One Touch Transformations, and that's going to be hosted by um, Minister. Arthenius, um, wow, I forgot her her new last name. She just got recently married. Uh, Arthenius Jackson, uh, Colvin, and um, once again, with God's will, God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, um, where it is going to be hosted by um, Minister Arthenius Jackson Colvin and his One Touch Transformation. Please um, feel free to invite your friends and family members. And uh, also, um, for those that are uh, seeking help uh, with suicide, since we mentioned suicide, uh, the national number for suicide prevention is, um, give me a second, uh, that number is 1-888-LIFELINE. Um, so, uh, or in the, in the numbers, uh, one uh, nine eight eight uh seven four one seven four one one uh and that's the national suicide crisis and uh prevention lifeline uh please uh feel free to wherever uh, you know in your, your region to uh write those numbers down because sometimes those numbers are important all right and uh with that being said it's going to be the end of the announcements and i'm going to turn the show back over into pastor jones and pastor uh, jones great show tonight God bless you, my friend, and we thank and praise God for each and every one of you and what uh, Purpose Kingdom Network is doing in the body of Christ and in the world. We are in all of the nations, many of the nations around the world, so we're not just in these United States. We're around the world sharing this good gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm so thankful that you all have allowed me and Judah Ministries to be a part of this global ministry. We are literally international, and I praise God for this ministry opportunity. So thank you, Pastor Daly, and to all of you there, your entire staff. You you are purpose-driven, and God has blessed you with this outreach ministry. And we want again, again to remind everyone, uh, if you know someone who might be suicidal, the, the number is one eight 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 lifeline one eight 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 lifeline 
or 1-988-741-7411. Take that number, utilize that number, share that number, post it on your social media, share that, place it on the bulletin board at your churches because people need to know that there is life after the storm. So thank you so much. God bless you. We invite those who will join us on the radio tonight. Visit Judah Ministries if you're ever in the Coatesville, Pennsylvania area. Our address is 840 East Chestnut Street, Coatesville, Pennsylvania. 840 East Chestnut Street, Coatesville, Pennsylvania. And you can find us on the web, the World Wide Web, myjudifier.com, myjudifier.com. All right? May God bless you. Now, God, as we go down from this broadcast, may we never, ever leave your holy presence. May the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you tonight. Jesus led. He raised me up in our he saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I 